Latin love. Gemma free. What does that say? Gemma free music. Music. M U S I K. Music. Right? Jochen Schlierkamp? I must be German. I don't know. So this is a German guy making Latin music? He's a diverse man. He's a diverse man. Okay. Just a couple dudes. Jack podcast. Frank. Oh. Oh, sorry. I just butted in. Frank Lewandowski and Eric Flattiger. Back at it again. Oh, yeah. And we have a guest today. Another one. Our second interview. Aaron. What's up? What's up, gangsters? (laughs) So, let's introduce him a little bit. I think we introduced Gary last time. We did, yeah. So, Aaron first is uh, a good man, a good husband, a good brother, and just a fun guy to be around, right? Yeah, a very inventive, artsy, not even, yeah, artsy, I'd say artsy. Aaron's got some skills, man. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about a lot. Yeah. And a recent experiment he's been doing with a the diet, one, yep. which is commendable because anytime you, you know, push yourself and kind of change habits, it's not easy. No, it's not. No, it's not. So, Aaron, you want to say a little hello? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's Aaron Vasquez, just here with a, just a couple dudes podcast, now in uh, Espanol. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> We come to you in two languages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, dude. I guess we'll start first with um, this diet. So, if people don't know, uh, January has been dubbed World Carnivore Month. So, all these crazy carnivore meat eater people just do the carnivore diet for the whole month of January. And basically, a carnivore diet is what it sounds like. It's just meat only. Just pure meat diet. No veggies. No sugar, no anything. You can't have alcohol, can't have... I mean, the list goes, you can't... I think it's yeah. no dairy even, right? No dairy unless it's uh, made from animals. Yeah, okay. Um, but still very limited, I feel like. Because you can do like a, like cheeseburger, like a, like a burger patty with a cheese on it and stuff like that. I've seen yeah. carnivore people do that. But it's, very, it's supposed to be like pure meat. Let's start with, uh, you know, what prompted you to start the carnivore diet? Well, you know, uh, I was actually here with you guys, and then uh, me and Eric, we went to a Mallow Mushroom, like, right after the game. It was, uh, I believe, the Titans-Patriots game. Yeah. And we're just there sitting around and uh, slamming some stouts. and uh, sour beers. (laughs) And I pretty much was just like, hey, you know what? I hate resolutioners, but, um, I mean, if you have a goal, that's awesome. Uh, I'm very guy, like... If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So, you know, if I put that out there, I'm going to do it. And I just told Eric, I'm like, hey, 2020, I'm going to have a big glow up for something. For no real reason, just uh, something I want to do. I set a goal to be under 200 pounds. And uh, I've always carried my weight well. And I've always been able to get in shape very fast. So I always just kind of relied on that. But uh, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to introduce a diet. Or do something. So I just told Eric, I'm like, hey, you know what? I want to be under 200 pounds and uh, get in really good shape. Getting a little older, it's uh, harder harder to keep the weight off and keep your gains. So Eric was just like, dude, carnivore. I'm like, yeah, I think uh, Rogan's on that. And then he was just pretty much like, yeah. And he told me, he was just like, it's all me, water, you got burgers, 
bacon, eat when you want, eat to your full. And I was like, damn, Eric's talking dirty to me over here. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound pretty good when you say it that way. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, you know, there's a bunch of different like diets you can do. You can try to do like Weight Watchers and you count your stuff and you're eating. You feel like, but I feel like a lot of those people feel like, like they're always hungry or like, oh, I can't eat yeah. this and that. I was like, dude, imagine you could just crush steak till you're full and then you're actually full for a while. You know, and it's good food. You could eat some bacon in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're going to miss, you're going to want an English muffin smothered in, you know, some blueberry sauce probably. Or some gravy or something. Oh, God, I know. Mm -hmm. But you can still eat some really good food. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I know it's like, you know, like you said, you eat till you're full. You eat as much as you want. And the idea is that, like, you're still not going to eat. You're not going to really overeat if you're just eating meat. Because you can't, it's hard, it's really hard to do. It's filling. Yeah, because in your palate just gets fatigued after you eat an entire T-bone, you know? Oh, for sure. Versus a bag of chips, you can eat fucking six in a row, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so the, a big thing is how it's broken down. So chips, if you realize they were, chips were created to be digested so fast that your stomach doesn't realize you're full. So you're eating more and more calories and empty not negative calories basically and when you eat protein like steak it doesn't even start really digesting until it goes into your stomach so that's why you become full you you it's impossible to overeat steak it's 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 really hard it would be almost impossible to become fat on just meat it's just impossible right aaron you could crush some food right oh hell yeah like you get full right yeah dude it's like what's the biggest what's the biggest meal you you ate in that month? What's um, a big meal you know, one day I was I was really hungry, you know, and uh, dude, I think I did like six eggs, um, probably a good pound or so of sirloin. Just, yeah, yeah, and it, actually, I was like the only meal I ate that day because it's just like it kept me full. Yeah, so you yeah. ate one meal, right? Yeah. If you look at the calories and the quality, you're getting tons of protein, tons of fat from the animals, like. It's just an easier way to live and eat, yeah. right? And when you eat once a day, one of the biggest things in the you know dieting, nutrition community right now is fasting. Yeah. So you fasted naturally. You're just like, man, I'm just not yeah. full, you know? Um, I just think that's really interesting. Yeah. Because growing up, we were taught, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Breakfast is the most important part of the day. I haven't ate breakfast in a while. Yeah. Like, I just don't eat it. I usually don't eat breakfast. No. Yeah. It's hard. You have to wake up, like, an extra hour early to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even unless, hungry till five hours after I've already yeah. been awake. Unless it's, like, Pop-Tarts, but obviously it's not good for you, right? Yeah. I used to eat Pop-Tarts every day growing oh, up. Oh, yeah. A little mm-hmm. toaster Pop-tarts. strudel. Yeah. Toaster strudel. I remember. Never get the little package open. Yeah. I kind of miss the 90s. Yeah. My little sister, she would she would go into the toaster strudel package. Mind you, we are little kids. And she would crush all the frosting. <laughs> eat all of it. And I would be, like, in fifth grade, go to make a toaster strudel, no frosting. That's not right. Savage. Like, Emily, what the? Are you yeah. kidding? And I'd just be like, just go run and tell my mom. I'd be so upset. No frosting. <laughs> that, yeah, that's basically it's like terrible. I mean, they don't give you enough frosting anyways. And they don't. Yeah. They never. No. Oh, and I had a whole system down the way I'd sprinkle it on. Oh, really? I'd weigh, I knew, dude. I had like, I could sell toaster strudels. You'd spell your name yeah. on there? Oh, yeah, dude. There was a science to making a good toast. It probably lowers your cholesterol, though. Yeah, I think it's part of a balanced uh, breakfast, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's all your sugar for the year in one meal. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll tell um, you guys um, another thing that attracted me to the carnivore, because you do them in uh, 30-day increments. Mm-hmm. And 30 days? Uh, that's not a long time. 
Really? I think that's mindset, but... No, oh, I... I mean, that is really cool. It seems like it would be long, but I get what you're saying. Like, it goes by, like, 30 days is like, oh, shoot, it's already been, like, yeah, this month of February is already gone. Yeah. So did you start, like, January 1st? Uh, like, typically, or... No, it was, um... Well, after me and Eric were talking to do it, I said, well, I'm like, uh, next time meat goes on sale... And uh, I'm a big guy. I believe in signs. When you when you have something on your mind, then uh, or you, you want to do something, then you see a sign. I just I dive right into it. And literally, like two three days after our conversation, I'm like, well, I decided to do it. And I see the fries ad for sirloins on steak, uh, ground beefs on steak, and I was like, eh, screw it, let's get it. And I just started that day. I know. He sent me a picture of this mountain of meat. And he was like, uh, felt cute. Might start the carnivore diet. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. I know. I follow a lot of meat people on his. I haven't even stuff. had the balls to do. Yeah, I The most either. I did was uh, I tried doing all meat for like maybe two weeks. And, dude, I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. I had one, um, actually multiple experiences, like you were telling me, when yeah. you first start just eating meat and nothing else. Well, let's talk yeah. about those experiences. Well, uh, guys, if you're going to do carnivore, just be aware the first few weeks, you're going to have a lot of uh, diarrhea. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. I felt yeah. sick at multiple points. Really? There was a couple, because there was a few weekends where like I skipped, I fasted, didn't eat breakfast, and then for lunch, I just had just a plate of New York strips, and that was it. Oh, and then your just an hour sad. later, you're like in pain. <laughs> just <laughs> terrible pain. Just yeah. like... Oh my god, this is rough. Because I think your body adjusts to like no no fiber. Definitely invest in some uh, flushable wipes. That's a little advice I can give you. (laughs) (laughs) So how many how many episodes of diary would you have a day? Like, was it intrusive on your life? Uh, Like, would you be at work? Would it be a problem? You know what? How I um, counteracted that? I wouldn't drink coffee before work because then I would know I would have to go a lot. You know. And when I'm at work, I don't like to go to the restroom. I don't like to do nothing. Like I just want to focus on work. So uh, I would try to plan my meals out, stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, that was that. Um, there is a also hardcore carnivore diet. They don't do caffeine because technically, um, well, the carnivore diet is it's pretty much anti-vegan. Like our because yeah. like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. completely. <laughs> All the product is like. Only, only products from animals. Coffee is technically a plant. Black tea is technically yeah, a plant. Yeah, true. And wow. They they do make that. Um, you know, they say you can do that, but they say if you're gonna do like the ninety day carnivore, like taper off. So, dude, first couple of days I cut out caffeine and caffeine headaches and everything. So, mm-hmm. I just black coffee, black tea. So I survived on. Yeah. So I got my caffeine. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's fanatics in any community, and uh, yeah. a lot of the carnivore people that I've followed on Instagram or whatever, and seen like there's people who eat just raw meat. I saw people <laughs> just crushing uh, yeah. plates of raw hamburger. Even Sean Baker has done that. And if you don't know yeah. who Sean Baker is, just look him up. Look up Doctor uh, Doctor what is it Doctor Baker Doctor Sean Baker mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. This dude. It's like 54 now, 53. He's been on carnivore diet for three years mm-hmm. and just a freak of an athlete. And he's just in incredible shape. And so he hasn't had a vegetable in three years. And yeah. He's a healthy, healthy dude. 
he posts his labs like he's done it multiple times like his numbers aren't bad like and and you know people give you crap too because there's people who say like oh carnivore diet you probably low testosterone and stuff like that well they say it about some people and they but they say they feel like they have tons of energy and feel fine so i think numbers are just numbers sometimes it's complicated it's so complicated because what do we don't even know technically what like the science gets so in the weeds with um like your gosh like ldl and stuff like that Mm -hmm. we don't even really know if those numbers like what they are for a while i really try to get into the science and the articles and and stuff and we're just the more we learn the more we realize we don't really know we don't know. And, uh, you know, like the people say, the common expression is like, "Oh, I, my good, my good fat or bad fat, good cholesterol, bad cholesterol," and it's yeah, like it's exhausting. Now dude. they're saying, like, <clears throat> I've heard quite a few like people, like well-renowned doctors, say, like, "No, there's no such thing as good fat, bad fat." Like these, we don't like stop looking at these numbers like that because mm-hmm. we don't know. Yeah, we don't. Like first, eggs were good. Then eggs are bad. Then eggs are good. Yeah. Egg whites are good, but no, now those are bad. You need some of the egg yolk. Oh, eggs are good again. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is exhausting. It is hard. I'm I'm personally going down a functional medicine approach, which is still it's doctors, providers, but it starts looking at different things. So like the root cause of disease. So you know, as being a practitioner, like when you come in with a cough, I treat the symptoms you have. Yeah. Right. But I don't treat like when you get viral illnesses, which is most of what we get. You know, a lot of it's just creating a really strong body so that you can tackle viral illnesses. Right. So it's like you know, are you vitamin deficient? Um, do you have food allergies or allergies in your environment that are affecting you? It's causing chronic inflammation, you know, so it's, it's kind of interesting how medicine is changing though, because yeah, we're all so definitely. unique and like, you know, we, unfortunately medicine has been built into systems, you know, and what that is, is like you have a kidney and then you have a kidney doctor, a nephrologist, you have a heart, you have a heart doctor, you have a, a stomach doctor, right? A gastroenterologist, but really the whole body's connected. Yeah, like, so everything. We've created a system in medicine which works somewhat into breaking down the body. But really, we should be looking at the body as a whole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, well, especially because, I, um, I mean, all this starts in your gut. In the gut biome. Sorry, excuse me. But your gut biome, like people, like we don't even know truly what, you know, it's so crazy. Like your entire gut is like an ecosystem. And there's yeah. tons of things living in there, bacteria, for some people, parasites, stuff like that. Um, feeds yeah. off of mm-hmm. sugar, feeds off of bread, yeah. feeds off of that stuff like the bad stuff does. Um, and that's why a lot of people have that horrible inflammation in their gut. They have, you know, that's where, your gut health is where it all starts from. People link depression to your gut health, um, energy to your gut health, hormones, testosterone levels, yeah, all this is sense. connected to it. And that's, to tie that back in though, I, that's one huge benefit from what I hear about the carnivore diet is that you're improving your gut health. Even if, even if you don't believe in meat at all, the one thing about a diet like that is you reduce it to just one thing. You're cutting out sugar. Um, you're cutting out yeah. all sorts of stuff. You're cutting alcohol. Out alcohol. That was a big one for yeah, me. Yeah, it's huge, man. Like You're cutting out so many things that inflame your gut that's you're starving that bacteria of those the things that it wants like sugar bread alcohol yeah it's i really definitely good. feel good dude yeah you looked great like i hadn't seen you in like three weeks uh and then aaron came over for the super bowl and i was like 
dude, this is the best <laughs> I've ever seen you look. Like, yeah. and I told you, I remember I was telling Aaron, I was like, dude, you look more jacked even. Like, you have more of a V looking. He's like, dude, I haven't really even lifted that much. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, but that's what you look like, you know. Yeah, that thirty days. I um, I only lifted once, and then I just kind of the weight was just falling off, and I was just like. For uh, study purposes, I'm not going to work out the rest of the diet just to see uh, how pure this diet is yeah. with no exercise. Yeah. And uh, well, I started about 226, and probably about 25 days in, I got to my lowest, which was uh, 208, so was that like 18 pounds? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of stayed around there. And so that means that's real weight loss, too. That's yeah, not it's like, not water weight or nothing. That's not like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I did... Not to throw anyone under the bus who does this, you can do this, but it's not like, oh, I did like protein shakes for a week or two and lost <laughs> all this weight real quick and then you, it's no, hard to first maintain. Bad, first couple of bad yeah. meals, it all comes back. Yep. Yeah, and uh, well, dude, uh, it was just, it was good, so I kind of, I kind of want to do it again with exercising because I'm like, dude, all that protein, I'll, I'll probably get like jacked super quick. Oh, your recovery yeah. would be immense too. And it's crazy because, like, it's like you're saying, you're like, dude, you look more buff. Like, a lot of people are like, dude, you've been hitting the weights? I'm like, no, just, like, losing weight, skin's tightening, so I look more ripped, more defined, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, yeah, it's nice, man. Fitting a lot of clothes, you know, yeah. the clothes there in the back of the closet. You're like, hey, hey one man. day. And I'm yeah. like, hell yeah, I got to wear them again. Uh, so well, that was fun. I would, I would, like, looking at Aaron, I knew him in high school, so we're both 30, so it's a while ago. Aaron is like a mesomorph. Right, so he naturally puts on muscle. Oh like yeah, he, he oh. was very strong. He, the Vasquez is yeah. like that. <laughs> he benched more in high school than I ever have. Yeah, you know he's yeah. just able to do that. Like fifteen built. year fifteen year old Aaron is stronger than twenty seven year old Eric. Yeah, thirty year old Frank. You know, <laughs> he, like you know, I, I lift weights too. Yeah. Like I've, I've done supplements, yeah. all kinds of stuff. I'll, but, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, was it? What were we in freshmen? We're like fourteen ish. I was benching 225 coming in high school. God, so much. Dude, I remember when I had to do weight training for football, freshman football, when I, my, my first high school, Centennial, I had to bench the bar, and I could, I could barely put the bar up. Damn. And it's yeah. 45 pounds, and it was like, it felt so heavy, and I was like, oh my God, I'm such a scrawny little freshman bitch. It sucks. It's just their genetics. But I was like, you know, 97 pounds. You know, like I was so skinny. Yeah, I was, you know, I wasn't one of the Greg Nanos who's doing 50 (laughs) push-ups a morning at, you know, second grade. Yeah, at 4 a.m. Yeah. God. You know, it's cool, man. Like 225, dude. That's nuts. What did you get up to in high school? uh, As a senior, I got 335, and I did that weighing about 170, 175 pounds. Oh. Dude. But naturally, I was I walked around in high school probably about 190, 195. But you know, I wrestled, so I'd always have to cut 20, 30 pounds. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm always like, dude, if I didn't have to do that, like, how strong would I got? Yeah. Not yeah. to mention when you're cutting that kind of weight, like just you're dehydrating yourself, like you're yeah, you're just so weak. You know, that's one thing I always want to wonder, like, how good of a wrestler can you be? If you have to drop like 10 pounds to hydrate yourself, not eat, just for a weigh-in, then you yeah. wrestle, you must feel like shit. Oh, dude, yeah. And a lot of times the other guy's doing the same thing. True. So it's like pretty equal. Yeah. The logic on that is, like, say if I'm like a 190-pound guy, I'm like, if I cut 150 pounds, I'm going to crush this dude. Yeah. But if that guy's naturally 150, 
and I'm a depleted guy, my body, I'm only performing at like 40, 50%. There's a chance he could beat me, even though I'm like more brute strength and, you know. So um, I got tired of cutting weight about my senior year. I just, I started wrestling up and like eating like just whatever I wanted. Like I was a lot better, dude. Yeah. I'd be like, dude, I'm going to crush a plate full of pancakes and just Hell take yeah. this dude to town. <laughs> yeah. Wrestlers are savage. Yeah. Dude. Like their work ethic. <laughs> I did not push. have, I remember yeah. uh freshman PE. They made us wrestle each other. <laughs> oh really? Cause our PE coach was the wrestling coach. So oh, uh, we yeah. had a segment on wrestling oh, and funny. I, dude, I hated every day of PE for that week. It was oh, the dude. worst week. We just had to wrestle. Everyone was just throwing my little ass around. I was like, I hate PE. Just, I'm not coming back. Dude, yeah, he just ran ran away from everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestling, it's a tough sport. I hated training. Like, I hated it. I got burnt down on the sport with training. But, dude, when you go out there and you're literally in, like, two ounce of cl- spandex clothing. Yeah. And, uh, Singlet. Yeah, and you, you could physically, like, beat someone up in in school and it's, it's okay. Yeah. And, and, like, just getting your hand raised knowing, you know, you did that. You trained to get that. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah, like it's it's a great feeling. It also sucks when you lose, man. So I would hate training, but literally gain your hand raised, like that little satisfaction made it all worth it, man. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. A lot of fighters now are not cutting weight as much as they used to because I think the yeah. thing about wrestling and even fighting, like you want to make it fair. I think that's why you have the classes, right? You want to make it fair, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're realizing that the more you cut and cut and cut, it's just not. You're not as peak performance. Yeah. Because you can't cut. And then like Brock Lesnar, I think he would gain 30 pounds or something yeah. the next day. Like, like you, um, you just don't feel good at 265. He's really bag. 295. Yeah. You're so dehydrated. In one day, recover. You know, you're just not... I, I don't know. It's, uh, wh- it's who old, was it? Um, um, dynamic. You're thinking Back Anthony Johnson, maybe? Wasn't Brock Lesnar, like, when he was fighting, wasn't he like... 265 is the heavyweight. He would have to cut to 265 because he was like always around 300 ish. Yeah, so God. he would he would cut a lot. He yeah. should have just done sumo wrestling. <laughs> he's, he's the Jack sumo yeah. wrestler. Yeah, who was? I think it was uh, two years ago, which I I don't know anything about UFC and fighting really, but I did make this prediction. Well, I do. I, I, I own like three affliction shirts. So yeah, I'm like pretty much an expert. <laughs> yeah, but I did ma- I did make this prediction. Uh, I'm very proud of it. But back in the day, uh, Khabib, he uh, or Habib, um, he had kidney failure when he was cutting weight for a fight. Yeah. Uh, but I remember when that happened, Connor was like on the tear at the time, and I remember telling I think it was like Christian them. I was like. Um, I was like, dude, I think Habib, I think this is the fight. I think that's the guy who's going to come back and, uh, you know, yeah. test Connor for it or, you know, potentially. I think that is where the fight is. Yeah, I always and it wound up being him. Number. He was the one. Everyone's like wrote him off because his kidney failure uh, and he, his body's not right. Um, even Rogan, I think, was saying stuff about him. But I'm like, I don't know, dude. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be good. And now. He's an animal. And that was just me not knowing anything. And I just. <laughs> One thing right. I was like, dude, I got to go bet on a horse now. Oh, dude. Yeah. Back to like what Frank was saying about like at the ma- uh, fine at your natural weight, like Anthony Johnson, he's currently retired right now, but like he would Beast. cut from 220 to 170. Ugh. And he was knocking people out there, but he, he had a couple losses at 170. UFC cuts him because he missed weight a few times for 170. This guy's a 50 pound cut, right? Uh, 40, 50 pound. A uh, couple years later, he's in Strike Force or Bowder, one of those, and um, he's knocking out heavyweights. 
weighing like 220, knocking out heavyweights, comes back to UFC. Oh, he's the one that, when uh, John Jones was out, he's the one that was challenging for the title, dude. This guy was knocking people out. Yeah, if you guys not know who Anthony Johnson is, go look at his highlight reel of knockouts. And this guy, he was 10 times better fighting as natural weight than cutting, you know, 50 pounds to go fight a smaller guy. That's yeah. just, yeah. Dude, and I'm, I mean, that's a very dangerous sport, um, but I'm just a spectator. So I'm all for fight at your weight and steroids. I don't care. Yeah. Use them. <laughs> yeah I, think, I think professional athletes are using them anyways. Let them all yeah. do steroids. Who nope. doesn't want to see all the home runs, all yeah. the touchdowns, all the hits, yeah. all the knockouts? Like, you're signing up for that sport. You know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only true way to be fair is just to have an open yeah, open policy, which we try and to... You might control it better. You might control yeah. it better if you say, look, you can use steroids. Here's the steroids you can use. Here's the ones that we've, we're going to allow. It's not even just steroids. We use steroids as a term... But yeah, it's like yeah. When I say steroids, I'm talking growth testosterone, HGH. There's stuff know. out there now, like they're probably uh, deer stem antler cells, spray. Deer antlers. There's stuff out they're using <laughs> that <laughs> can't be you. tested, right? Because you have to create the product first that they're trying to use, yeah. And then you have to come out with tests for it. And uh, well, yeah, Dana White brought in you saw he brought him. in the the baseball guy, right? The dude who busted Barry Bonds and all them. He, they brought him into the sport to try and clean up oh, really? steroid stuff. Yeah, dude, That's you, how John Jones got caught. Yeah, yeah, dude, and yeah, the guy's, you know, snoring some lines, so he's just knocking people out. God, but, like, also, like, one of them, uh, I believe, was Cialis he popped for. Now he got suspended a good time for Cialis. Cialis. Oh, yeah, they're getting uh, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So they're, like, they're looking at testosterone, but it's like, okay, he could have taken it two years ago. You know, yeah. so, like, when you stop looking at things or, yeah, I don't know. I think you just stop and just say, hey. It's not going to change anything, I don't think. Well, and here's but. the thing, dude. Fighter jet pilots take amphetamines. Yeah. You know, like it, like people like in all professions and realms, you can take all sorts of performance-enhancing stuff, except sports, and it's like, we want to protect the integrity of the game. I'm like, it's never had real integrity. It's just been this thing we started doing. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Integrity? Yeah. Like, this goes back to like the 70s, 60s. Russians were experimenting with this stuff. Chinese, you know, like even earlier, no, actually. It was, yeah, it was um, in cycling, I think, is where it started with that. Yeah, meth. what was that documentary meth that just came out? Icarus? Um, Icarus. Like, mm-hmm. go watch Icarus or yeah. just listen to the Rogan episode uh, where he brought the director from Icarus on. Like, there's, there's never been integrity in sports ever. It's no. entertainment. Entertain no. us. Yeah. We, I think it feels good, right? For the lay person. Like the lay mom, that's like or dad, that's like you know you gotta you guys gotta do it old school. Yeah, Babe Ruth was drinking liquor yeah. in the dugout. Yeah, he's and drunk and cigs and cigars. That dude's you know, savage. Snorting coke. <laughs> that's Babe Ruth. So yeah. don't like have have an objective view or try to. I right? know, but it's easy to say, oh, just be natural and try. And when you're 12 years old, you shouldn't be doing anything. But unfortunately, with the pressure of sports, there are kids, you know, kids in high school and younger that are, that are, who knows what they're on now. You know, we're starting at a young age. Dude, I remember when I was in high school um, and I've transferred to Peoria High School and there's dudes on the football team where you're like, we're, we're still teenagers and you look like a 30 year old man. Yeah. And, uh. You know, there's always rumors about the stuff they're on, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I want to get on that." Like, yeah, yeah, right. Like, I want to see. Who gives them that stuff? What was, what was the big thing when we were seniors? It was like havoc or something. Havoc, like that? havoc was havoc. Big. Havoc, havoc was and there's one other. Uh, well, it Eight was a pro hours. hormone. That was the term. Pro oh. hormones. You on oh, pro, bro? Seventeen oh, HD. Dude, stupid thing. Seventeen HD. Oh yeah. That. 
I think jacked. Yeah. Jacked. Yeah, the first that? jacked, Dude, the real jacked. That pop yeah. metal. The original all recipe. Methamphetamines yeah. in it. Yeah. Dude, I never I never messed with any of those. The the only time I supplemented no in high school. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right? no I I got some whey protein and creatine at like uh some like bargain store and I took it and I I was never consistent on it. So honestly, dude, Mexican household, uh, tortillas, beans, like just meat all the time, get your rice. Like that was that was well, my diet. You know what's hilarious <laughs> is you were talking about all these supplements and stuff and um dude, like your diet. You can take all that stuff. You can take all of it. And if you're not eating properly or eating enough or not eating yeah. enough, it all comes down to like your diet and sleep. Yeah, exactly. Those are like the two like I hear, uh, you know, I think it was Dr. Matthew Walker. He has a book on um, sleep. He has a bunch of books on sleep, actually. He was on Rogan as well. Um, <clears throat> and he was saying that one of the number one natural performance-enhancing things you can do is sleep. Eight hours of sleep. Oh, for sure. Sleep is a hard thing, though. It's so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's sleep hacks. There's things you can do, you know, better to increase it. Um, but it's, it is difficult to control. There's not a button you press and just fall asleep. No. Right? You have yeah. to like slowly prepare yourself with, you know, a balanced life. So not, and don't look stressing. at blue light. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. like me, I, I can't have caffeine like four or five hours before bed. Uh, especially on this diet because everything seems amplified now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I can't go to sleep. So you kind of got an old man and like pl- plan my day like, all right, no you, more tea, no you know, more I, coffee. Yeah, yeah dude, I tried, uh, <clears throat> I tried doing uh, five days straight with no caffeine. And first day, uh, I was fine. Second day, I started feeling it. But, dude, days three, four, and five, I didn't realize how much my body was hooked and t- yeah. liked caffeine. I was in physical pain. Like, I had not just the headaches, but, like, my back started hurting. And I woke up with, like, crazy back and, like, leg pain. And I was, like, the only thing that's changed was caffeine. And uh, when I did five days off, the weekend came. I had a cup of coffee. Um, that night, my back didn't hurt. Nice. And I was, like... It, what's going on here? And I did another five days without it. And that time, that's second time around, I think I had already started to come off. Because even when I did have some caffeine, all I had was, I was like, I'll have one cup of coffee yeah. um, Saturday you, and Sunday. You got to kind of wean off it. You do. Cold turkey, no caffeine. It's hard, did an, bro. I know. Did another five days. That was a lot better. So now I'm trying to do, what I'm going to do is uh, four days on, three days off. Kind of like let my body process that, you know, detox it. Kind of like get my levels whatever levels I'm talking about, but the levels in my body, get those right. Yeah. Um, cause I just realized I'm like, you know what? I, I was that person who's like, I don't back off caffeine cause I drink water. I sit in the sauna, I work out, you know, I seem to feel fine, but I just realized I'm like, I'm always turned on. Like I'm always like, yeah, boom, go boom, 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 yeah. work, gym, podcast, prepare for the podcast, whatever it is. Drink like, right now I'm drinking a bang, 300 milligrams of caffeine. But uh, <laughs> just always turned on and going, you know. And then I'm like, wow, I'm never – the only time I shut it off is when I sleep. But I think when you're tired sometimes, it's you should be tired. You should mm-hmm. allow your body to be tired. And it's not like the second you feel tired and you yawn but it's 2 p.m., my thought is, oh, get a cup of caffeine in me. But maybe I should fight through it because maybe my body is telling me like, hey, you're tired. We're going to be tired right now. In an hour or so, this will pass. And I, what I realized when I was off caffeine is like those kind of come in waves in the same way that hunger pains come in waves. Yeah. You'll feel hunger pain. Just because you feel hungry doesn't mean you have to eat. Sometimes your body needs to feel. It's just your body, like your stomach's telling you, you're, 
or for a lot of people, the bacteria in your gut is telling you like, Hey, we want more sugar or whatever it mm-hmm. is. It passes. Yeah. And, uh, we we live in a culture now where it's like, you're hungry, eat, you're tired, wake up with caffeine, you know, and you're just, your, your brain just gets fried from that. Mm-hmm. So what's your goal, Eric, with the caffeine then? Like, are you trying to just cycle off totally? No, I, I, I still like caffeine. I've come to the, the thought that it's very useful and I want to use it as a tool, um, but I just don't want to be on, on yeah. it all the time. And I don't want to be, I mean, I do rely on it. Like this morning, obviously, like I went out last night, I had some drinks, had a gnarly headache, um, <laughs> got this podcast to do. So I'm drinking a bang this morning, <laughs> but I just want to use it more as a tool, not a crutch. And I also want to get my body, you know, part of my 2020 resolution was to be just more healthy in all realms of my life. You know, every year I'm like, I want to be more jacked, more tan, hit it hard. But I hate to sound like a 27 year old, 28 year old who's breaking down, but parts of me don't feel good. You know, like I feel like very exhausted. I have a lot of pain in like between my shoulder blades and my neck and my legs. Like I need to figure out some better things like stretching, you know, like better sleep, getting off of copious amounts of caffeine. These kinds of things I think are really good for you physically, but they're also good for you mentally and spiritually. Um, I don't know. Actually, I wanted to talk about, Aaron, you come from a group of strong men. You know, your brothers, uh, you were talking about your dad. Like, he did a 40-day water fast, like yeah. the Bible. Can wow. you talk about that? Yeah, man. My dad, uh, he always did, like, extreme dieting, stuff like that. Uh, he's a good man of faith and... uh you know, he would do he would do things like that, like little four day fast, and you know, everyone in my family is like would do faster in there. Like I intermediate fast when I'm when when I'm not on carnivore, I usually just intermediate fast. But like, yeah, my my family, uh, they're we're they're a different breed, man. Like growing up Christian, you just have like really strong mindset. Um, you know. Like, just, like, discipline and things like that. That's why I was able to do carnivore like that. Because I'm a guy, like, if I write something down or if I put something in my head, I'm going to do it. Like, so, you know, it's just being good raised like that. Like, uh, for example, um, what I think makes a good man is a guy that's accountable, someone that has integrity, um, someone that has respect, you know, a good friend, a good family member, uh, just... My biggest thing is uh, I pride myself on being a man of your word because at the end of the day, if you literally have nothing, no money, no, just nothing, but you have a good word, you know, that, that, that's your currency, man. Like, you know, you guys asked me to be here, you know, I'm going to be here, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if like anytime we ever make plans, I always show up and if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. That's something my dad taught me and like. You're gonna. If you start something, you gotta finish it, man. Like, and that's just the mindset I have, and everything in life, man. But you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you don't want to, like, you know, complete the task, but you always have that in the back of your mind, like, I, you gotta do it, you know. I love that, dude. I love that you said that's your currency. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, because you're gonna go through ups and downs. You're gonna hit really lows. Yeah. And what do you stand on? You know, your principles, mm-hmm. um, your character, things that. You know, you can't buy at the store. You know, you can't get a piece of paper on the wall that's going to state that. It doesn't matter how many pieces of paper on the wall or how many initials you have after your name. Who cares? But, you know, you being a, a strong, good person, good yeah. man, like, 
I mean, that's so important. Like, yeah, I mean, dude. Um, for example, um, everyone, you could honestly, like, if you sit there and you think, think about someone in your life, like, eh, maybe they don't have a job. Maybe it's like cousin or friend. Someone's, maybe they're slumming it or something. I don't know. But you know, if, if you need a move or you need help carrying something or you just need help around the house, you know you could count on that person. Mm-hmm. So that guy, that guy, that one that's dependable, if they say they're going to do something, like, that one cousin, you're like, oh, well, everyone's working, but I really need, like, help lifting this thing up, carry it to the garage in the backyard. You're like, I know that guy's going to answer the call when I call because, like, yeah, he's a man of his work. He's, he, it's just build that dependency. When you, when you have that mindset, like, people could depend on you. So, like, that person has nothing, but they still have their word at the end of the day. Like, dude, that person's rich. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like, you know, before we had so much fake fiat currency uh, and money, it was like, that's what people did. Like, you, your currency, how you existed in society was what you could produce, you know, helping your neighbor. Like, you would build something for them. If you had that skill, they would make something for you. Like, those are the kinds of core values. That's why they call, you know, like a salary, you know, it's a derivative of salt. You know, like, that's why people would say, like, are you worth your salt? Or like back in the day, you know, people literally were paid in salt and spices, you know, or or with what they could produce or make. And it's like, it's still true to this day is like your greatest asset is your word, who you are, your character, because mm-hmm. you can't buy character. You could be, you could be a millionaire or you can be a billionaire if you're Mike Bloomberg. Yeah. <laughs> and people, you know, people think you're, you know, a piece of crap and you can't buy that. You just can't buy character. Dude, you know what, um. Something like when I see people treating people with respect or just like being good, good manners, like I have good manners and may cuss a lot, but like I have good manners and that's just something I was brought up with. But dude, the sexiest thing I can say about a woman, when I see a girl saying please and thank you, like, and you're just people watching, you see someone doing like something good. That's like the hottest thing, bro. Yeah. My wife's a fucking saint, dude. And that just, that's my single most favorite thing about her is her kindness, man. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, you guys, I, I know in previous podcasts you talked about, like, dopamine hits, people getting, like, the little high off likes. Dude, I get high when I see people doing nice things to each other. Like, I don't know, man. Like, to me, that's sexy. Like, someone just being nice, respectable, having great manners. Dude, I don't know. That just gets me. Yeah, there's never enough of it. Nope. Yeah, not in society anytime. I don't know if you know right now is any worse than ever or anything. I, I think definitely with the information and stuff, it's made things hard because we don't see like on the news. I don't watch the news personally, but there's not a lot of good feel stories, I don't think. We just no. naturally focus on the negatives and stuff. I'm like, there's so many good things out there and people helping each other all the time. And yeah, it's really rewarding when you can like put a smile on someone's face or you know just be there for someone yeah i mean hold the door open for somebody you know yeah like you said please and thank you things like that manners it's uh it's become like a like a lost thing yeah with great power comes great responsibility (laughs) i always loved that that was spider-man it's so true it is uncle ben yeah because oh, money man. it makes power. great rice too oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) for sure yeah all around yeah what a savage uncle ben yeah but, um, you know, the more power we think of money, power, whatever, prestige, you know, there is more. It just makes you more of who you are. Like if you're a kind of a jerk and, 
you know, misogynistic or not helpful or don't have good manners. Like that's only going to be, uh, it's only going to expand when you have money and power. You know what I mean? Like, and we need more and more people and good men to be, to display these good characters, these good principles, these good values. So young boys, especially know what it's like and what you should be like to be a good man. And women, young girls know what they should put up with. Right, you shouldn't put up with. I don't care if he's the jock on the football team, but you shouldn't put up with them if he mistreats you. Yeah. Or it doesn't matter that he throws the football eighty yards. Like he's probably gonna work, you know, work at Walmart later in yeah. life. Like, and you know, you got you have to value yourself. So I think being a good role model is important. Yeah. Dude, that's something I love about my inner circle, like you guys, all my other friends. A lot of. All of us, like, we have good core values. Like, we're, we're just, we're a group, good group of guys, and, like, you, you are who you surround yourself with. And, like, I just think back, like, all of us, we've always had, like, a good dad, a good father figure, someone that, you know, if you're straying away, man, like, hey, he's going he's gonna to whip your ass back in shape and be like, hey, that's not right. You don't say that. You don't talk like that. And I could think of all my friends, and they all have strong father figures, man. And, uh, you know, we got lucky, man. Oh, dude, it's it's like winning the life lottery. Hell yeah, man. Being American and having a good dad. Yeah, and dude, I work at a downtown alternative high school where we just get nothing but mainly students who, you know, have failed other places for a number of reasons, behavior, whatever. And uh, one common theme with tons of, I'll just go with young men, um, fatherless, no father figure, no father figure, no father figure. And I'm like, wow, this is a product of not having a strong male figure in your life. Someone to teach you, like, no, this is how you talk to someone. Because I can think back to when I was young, both my mother and my father, but they've told me things, you know, even being a little kid, like, hey, when you shake someone's hand, like, I don't care you're eight years old, you shake your hand, you look them in the eye, Mm -hmm. and you, you know, do all that, you be respectful, you don't do this, you don't do that. I remember being an obnoxious little, you know, asshole when I was nine years old for my grandparents and my parents, my dad especially, scold me, told me he was embarrassed by my behavior. But those kinds of things built that in me. And I remember them to this day, 20 years later, you know. And it's like, you need a strong male figure in your life to teach young men how to behave. Teach young men to work hard. Teach them to be honest. You know, teach them like this currency that you've talked about. Like, that is your currency. It's someone to hold them accountable, man. Yeah, like, be worth, be the man, you know what I mean? Like, be worth your salt. Yeah. Dude, that's also something I love about this group. We, we hold each other accountable, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I pride myself on being a good guy, but, like, by not all means, I'm not a saint. You know, there's been, I've had some ups and downs. I, I, been times oh, I've been a had, jerk. Yeah, we've all had dark but, moments. But you know what? Hey, I always call the next day. I apologize. And, like, you... I apologize, and, like, I truly would just dwell on, like, oh, dude, I can't believe you did that, man. I can't believe I said that, you know? And, like, you would genuinely feel bad, and, like, you know, you just feel it in your core, and, like, it, it's, it's good not have yes-men around you. People are going to call you on your bullshit, and, uh, you know, so, yeah. It's, and the positive stuff is contagious. Yeah. Like, when I see, you know, Frank 
you know, getting a new job, going to school. Hell yeah, you know, man. Getting done a lot. Four nursing jobs inside of a year, it seems like. You know, climbing this ladder or, you know, getting all this stuff going. So, you know, I see my other buddy, Anthony, going back to school, being oh, a nurse, yeah. too. You know, I just see everyone doing new stuff. You got a new job. You got married, which we want to talk about, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. You know, bought a house, did all this cool stuff. I'm like, it's contagious. It makes you want to be mm-hmm. productive. It makes you want to be better, be a better person. Yeah. We, we set each other to, you know, we challenge each other we yeah, give each other drive i guess yeah it's oh, it's contagious dude i love bragging about you all my friends everyone everyone dude has some some type of success dude i'm always bragging i'm always like yeah dude my friend's an np dude yeah he's jacked yeah. he thinks he's a soft seven he frank you're a hard nine dog oh that's so nice that's so sweet oh <laughs> I yeah. tell him that all the time. I'm like you're not a seven. When I I'm mean, at when I'm at Orange Theory, I feel <laughs> like yeah. a nine. You're the nine. But the average person's in their forties and uh, yeah. mostly female. Hey, well, dude, someone's got to be, so <laughs> be there. This is this is something like, you know, losing all this weight on the carnivore, man. Like, all right, so, you know, I was in the chubby guy division. So yeah, dude, I'm a hard nine chubby guy. Like, like <laughs> is he chubby? Is he buff? Is he skinny? I can't tell, but hey, it looks good. But now, losing this weight, I'm getting into your guys' category. And I don't want to be an average regular. Like, yeah. if I'm getting in the, the skinny, like the, the fit, tall, like lean category, dude, I'm just going to be average guy there. Like, I kind of just want to throw a few pounds back on and go be the Ferrari, the, the Husky yeah. guys, man. Go be know? D2 again. Yeah. Yeah. The, best, the best dad bod ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. is it dad bod or is it yeah. pull-ups? I can't yeah. tell. Dude, it's so funny. It's like, even when I'm, like, super heavy, sometimes I wake up, flat stomach. I've always had big chest and arms. I'm just like, yeah, I skipped the gym this week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But no, this year, man, I really want to hit the ground running, man. So I think I do want to do another 30 days of carnivore with exercise, kind of see like what happened. Because 18 pounds, man. That's good. 18 pounds. And, and even more importantly, you feel better. Oh, hell yeah, right, So what, what benefits did you specifically feel from it? A lot more energy, dude. Um, I noticed like my veins became more prominent. I'm, I'm guessing like, you know, a lot of that junk's gain out of my bloodstream or, or I don't know, science. But like, I just, I would feel like more energy. Uh, since I cut down caffeine and stuff, like when I would have caffeine, it was more potent. And uh, oh, it just felt better. I I felt like a man, dude. I was like, ah, you know, I I'd like I literally went in my garage and knocked out like six, seven projects, like in two days. You know, I, I built that custom bar. I just like I did a lot, like dude. I was motivated. I had energy. It was never sluggish. You know, and uh, ah, carnivore man. I'm glad I did it, man. Uh, I just want to give a few rundowns on that. Um, so I had two cheat days in the 30 days, and um, that was a Super Bowl Sunday, and then uh, my friends helped me. They helped me pick up a fridge, so I naturally went and got beers, and I uh, broke. So, But, hey, I used two cheat days, and then two days after I finished my carnivore diet, I kept on it for another two days to kind of wash it out. Yeah. And uh, so my first like cheat meal was um, – Valentine's Day, and uh, you know, sake bombs and sushi, man. That's what I, that's what I wanted, man. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. How did you feel after the cheat meals? Uh, I just I felt really full, man. Uh, I would say um, not necessarily that day, but like uh, probably like three, four days after. No, probably like four or five days after, like off carnivore, I I broke one day. I 
I had uh, some AZTs and then uh, like half a bag of hot Cheetos. Dude, I woke up feeling hungover, like just eating bad. Like it was amplified because like your body's used to just eating a certain way. I, I felt it felt like a hangover. Like you felt like shit. You're like, oh, I'm all stiff. Like oh, that was weird. Isn't that wild? It's like crazy. Your, your body's like telling you, like, no, I don't want this. Even yeah. though, I mean, it it feels and tastes amazing. Yeah, it tastes. You know, I've delicious. gone through my phases of like being overly healthy and too, way too into the weeds, and then like lately, I've been not eating good. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, my body's not liking me. Yeah, you know? same here. <laughs> your body, can't, your body can't feel good when you're no. eating like mm-hmm. you know donuts, ice cream, you know, all this sugar. It's just Fast not gonna food. feel. Yeah, man, it's it's hard. It's not yeah. good for the uh, pineal gland. Yeah, yeah. I will, I will tell you, um, in case anyone wants to try the carnivore, I'll, I'll tell you like some foods I ate. Uh, there's gonna be some stuff on there that truly surprise you. Like, oh shit, I could eat that and like lose weight. So I mean, uh, you know, burgers. I, I would try to get like eighty percent lean. I mean, there's one time I did seventy three. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, I was using like the all natural butter and all that. Like, but dude. Sometimes, like when you're in, you're in a rush, I just like fuck it, Pam. Like I'm not gonna be hardcore on that. Yeah. But you know, I did stay true to the diet. Like I would break on a few things like that. But um, so you know, like hamburger, steaks. Um, you know, you can do cheese made from animals. Uh, pork rinds, dude. That sometimes I'd get hungry. I didn't want to cook, dude. Go kill some pork rinds. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I have air fryers, so I would do wings. Here and nice. there, just like make sure you use like zero calorie sauce with it, which most um, most sauces are. Frank's Red Hot. Yeah. By the way, you, you gain any uh, royalties off that, Frank? Yeah, <laughs> I should be. Huh? No. <laughs> There's not many Franks out there. Uh, yeah. start, start taking tons of photos. Just yeah, Frank's sure. Red Hot, all of it. Yeah. Um, your face, fish, eggs, gorgeous face, sardines. Quick thing. I mean, not a lot of people mess sardines. I don't really mind them, but like, hey, it's pop open the tin, just boom, boom. Yeah, sardines are really good for the omega threes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, eggs. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Bone broth. Well, just heat it up. Did you uh, just buy bone broth or cook it yourself? I, dude, I just bought it, heated it up, and like chugged it. Well, it was mm-hmm. all right. It yeah, was it's like, kind of, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, you could put some like Frank's Red Hot in it. And spice <laughs> it up a bit. Dry rub ribs, like, yeah. dude. Anything meat, like, yeah, dude. Like, I, I ate good on it, and uh, you know, just like things like pork rind, cheese, like stuff like that. Like, you know, I mean, sometimes I'd, I had a few beef jerky here and there. Yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta live it up. Baby. <laughs> I think it's beef jerky. I like elimination diets for starting something. Yeah. So, yeah. especially let's say your body's like a factory, or a, a let's say your body's like a vehicle, right? Most people, let's say they're in their forties, have twenty plus years of poor health decisions. So you're that nineteen seventy five you know, Ford Bronco that's like just chugging along, mm-hmm. you know, like the tires are, are mismatched. You know, you have to just hope it starts up. Yep. So the way the elimination diet works is it just kind of resets your body. Yeah. Right? And it's a hard reset because these calorie depletion diets that we have, like Weight Watchers, blah, 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 most people yo-yo. And it's not good for you to go up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. It gets mm-hmm. harder and harder and harder every time. And a lot of it's hormone-based. But... I think that elimination diets can be such a tool for someone. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Like, I mean, Aaron, when did you start feeling good from the diet? Probably, probably about like a week and a half in. 
you know, when the diarrhea stopped. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. But uh, you would just, I'd feel it, man. I'd wake up, I'd see, like, my veins coming out. And, and then seeing, like, literally, like, you know, your body gain trimmer. You're like, dude, then that, you're like, hell yeah, it pushes you. You're like, you see results, like, when, when you start working out again. And you're like, oh, man, look, bicep vein, yes. And you just dive right into it. Probably about a week and a half in. You know, once I got, I tapered back on the caffeine. Um, yeah, if you guys didn't do caffeine, um, black tea, black coffee, don't do creamer. But, you know, this, yeah. So I, I just read a book from a nephrologist called the Obesity Code. He's a nephrologist from Canada. And so he uh, talks about where weight gain and loss is really about. It's actually about insulin. So insulin sensitivity, insulin resistance. So that's why fasting works really well is because you are not, every time you put something in the body, your pancreas stimulates insulin production, right? Which puts more sugar in the cells and things like that. So when you're constantly eating all day, um, your insulin levels are up, 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 right? And that's why like, if you're like a diabetic and you start insulin to treat the high sugars, you're going to gain weight. Right. So it's just interesting as you know, is it just calories in calories out? It's not, it's not that simple. You know, uh, the thing about the carnivore diet is like, it stimulates fasting too for the body. Cause you're in like a light ketosis. Yeah. Right. Did you and, pee on strips or anything? Uh, no. Okay. I know like people like, breath, do blood work and all that stuff, yeah. but I, I didn't do any of okay. that. But you had to be. Right, because oh, you're such a low, yeah. low yeah, carb, yeah, right? You had to be in like a ketosis, <laughs> which is like yeah. the body's form of fasting. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's and, pretty cool stuff. And you know, sometimes I would have a big meal and I wouldn't eat for a while because, like, I was full, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, that's awesome. And you gain more time. Oh yeah, right. So, what did you do when you had more time? You probably did more projects. Yeah, more projects. You know, picked up a couple shifts at work, just killed it, and you know, cause people are like, "Oh, dude, you're looking great." I'm like, "Hell yeah." You know, go shaking them yeah, drinks, shaking those drinks up, maybe ripping out of your yeah. shirt. <laughs> that mess with that buffalo wild wings. Yeah, oh yeah, just, just, oh, just pop them cocktails out. That's a fun job, man. Where are you at now with your diet? Uh, I'm still like loosely on carnivore, mainly because like I have a shitload of uh, meat left. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't yeah. waste it. Huh? <laughs> but I've been like. If I know I'm going to kind of eat bad, I'll, like, intermediate fast. And then, you know, there's a couple of days, like, I'll, I'll fast and like, just eat some meat, you know. So I'm, I'm still, like, loosely on it. And I think I want to do another 30, but, like, with working out and kind of see, like, what the results are. I know, like, Angie don't want me on it too long because she's like, hey, you know, how much red meat? But then I'm like, oh, you can always go with eggs, chicken, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had a shitload Seafood. of eggs, bro. Oh, man, I, I, I killed some eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Got got really good on egg flipping. Yeah. <laughs> Couple oh, yeah. hit the stove. It's an easier way to shop too. It is. Know, it's it's cheap, simple. dude. Eggs are cheap. You can get like seven point five dozens for like five six bucks at like Sam's Club yeah. or something. It's mm-hmm. like ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. I have to actually give some eggs away because I have a bunch of eggs left. About to go out in a couple of days. So <laughs> this, this is and I you know the science blah blah blah. We've been told red meat's bad for you for so long. Blah blah blah. A red meat consumption's gone down like 30 percent and we're still we're unhealthier now than ever yeah so we're is sick. it is it red meat no it's not red meat but sure. anyways yeah we just it's frustrating it's hard but you just look at aaron so he ate all meat which if you said that like 10 years ago you'd be considered crazy nuts yeah. nuts nuts but he lost 18 pounds felt better mm-hmm. yep. so lots of inches too i didn't i didn't measure but like dude 
clothes are baggier on me. Like, you know, my arms. My arms got a little smaller, but they're toned. Yeah. Yeah, my, my legs. Uh, but who, who cares what his lab values are? Yeah. You know, your cholesterol yeah. changes every day. Your testosterone changes. Like, you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, we're focusing on these lab values like we're mechanics, but we're not we're not cars, even though I used that metaphor earlier. But, you know, you feel better, Aaron. That's just oh, yeah. 30 Dude, days, Yeah, man. that's awesome, man. Your mood's probably improved. Your sleep's improved. Like, mm-hmm. who cares about, you know, all these, oh, well, red meat's been bad. Okay, we could argue that. But he feels better. So you can't tell me your body yeah. is... You know, causing heart attacks because he, he lost 18 pounds. Yeah. You have a higher chance of having a heart attack the way you were before. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you don't need to draw blood and look at that I'll, and be like, oh, where where's this at and this at and this is this value, right? Yeah, where's dude. the common sense approach? This diet, too, it cleaned up a lot of bad habits. Like, obviously, like, no alcohol. Like, that's cool. But, like, snacking-wise, I'm like, ah, oh, go, go eat some bacon. I, I baked earlier. Like, you know, yeah. I, I would just mass bake bacon so just reheat it up like it made like healthier ch- choices i'm like oh do i want to go get some chips or do i want to drink a coke no like like I, I i don't crave soda anymore man like like you know cheating for me is like oh i'll go get an ac green tea you know like you know yeah like it cleaned up a lot of uh bad habits i'd say and dude, yeah, I feel good, man. I look good. The only downfall, like I lost a lot of weight in my face, and it theoretically made my beard smaller. So you know, <laughs> that sucks. The yeah. struggles, the struggles yeah. can be real. Yeah. <laughs> Your beard. Yeah, I think we need to just like listen to our bodies. I really try to ask people what has worked for you. You know, everyone's built different. Everyone's unique. Our genetics are different. And hey, man, if you feel better, who cares about drawing labs at least yeah, right now? Right, you know, we can argue, blah blah blah. You know, the science and articles, and there's an article against this, then for this, and against this, and for this, and against this, and for this. Some companies selling this product, so it's pushing that. You know, pharmaceuticals want to sell the drugs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. I just read an article about uh, do supplements really help, and I'm like, well, if it helps the person, I support it. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, People I'm not feel gonna. Good. Yeah. Dude, I also think a lot of things with supplements too. It's um, your mind, like like. If, you know, if you're taking something, you, you, you're like, oh, this is helping. Like, you, you, you mentally feel better. Like, come placebo effect almost. Like, that, uh, that, I don't know. The power of the mind's wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. It, placebo, whatever, like, if it works, it works. Dude, yeah. one of the best quotes, like, um, one of my wrestling coaches said this. He said, the mind is a powerful thing. He says, he said, uh, the body follows. He's like. You know, you'd be surprised, like, when you put your mind to something, like, how far you can push yourself. Like, and I'm like, I've always was like, oh, man, like, the mind's a powerful thing. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Mind goes, the body goes. Yep. And that came from a good father. Yep. And good role model, right? Mm -hmm. That taught that. Aaron's always been strong-minded. Strong-headed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, we are about an hour. Do you have any other questions? Man, I'm... I mean, we do a quote at the end that yeah. I like. So, do you have a quote, Eric, right now? I or don't I go have off one right one? now, but I have a feeling you got one. Okay, so I got one I really like. I like quotes. <laughs> I'm like a Pinterest kind of guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. So, we talked earlier about, Aaron said that the hottest or most attractive thing someone can have is manners. You know, just being a nice person is, like, really nice. No matter how powerful you are, how... 
you know, successful you are, how much money you have or whatever, just being a kind person man, yeah, goes dude. a long way, right? I, I judge someone off how they treat the lowest person in the room. Like, I've heard that once and I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of like think the same way, man. Like, you know, and being in the restaurant industry for so long, like, you know, there's been times I've been talked down to. I'm like, ah, I don't care. Like, it comes with the business. But like, you know, you're always like, wow, are you like that? always like how miserable are you like mm-hmm. you know you you, you get uh get your rocks off of you know downgrading somebody i mean i don't know like you just respect people that uh you know treat the lowest person in the room like like the the same as everyone else yeah i don't know yeah i agree with that oh yeah man so compassion can go a long way yes so we'll end this with a little latin love some music Oh man, the hips are going. Oh man, might do the Shakira tongue roll. Yeah, la, la, la. Right. <laughs> I picture some German guy just swinging his hips and oh. having some glasses. Oh, with the rose in his teeth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Germans oh, have something down. A pint of Guinness. No wait, that's point. Irish. Yeah. Well, here we are, just a couple dudes. Just a couple dudes. Just a couple dudes. Signing off. Eric Flatiger. And Frank Lewandowski. We'll be back again, guys. Thanks for listening. Later.